Whoa, hello and welcome back to the RC Fitcast. It's Casey here with Jesse and Andy. And today we're talking about gymnastics here on the RC Fitcast. So gymnastics, one of the building blocks of CrossFit, of functional movements, of the foundations that build <clears throat> up to being fit here um, within the RC Fit community as well as, you know, reaching out and broadening your athleticism throughout your everyday life. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. Uh, we're going to talk about what each of us, uh, you know, find challenging about it, um, progressions maybe that we go through, and uh, the progress that we've made over the years. Uh, we may have a fun little video of uh, Andy to show you uh, in his uh, feats of athleticism uh growing up and and moving through the crossfit realm uh but we'll recap a little bit of training uh i know we've been doing a little bit of front squats uh i have a i have some knowledge of workouts from a couple weeks ago here we are it's it's finally november uh in the gym and we'll talk about things we're celebrating at the end i hope uh, everyone's been liking that uh but first everyone hit that subscribe button uh, give us that five-star rating, share this with your friends, subscribe, and uh, really let us know how we're doing in the comments. And uh, But yeah, hey guys, welcome back. Andy, how you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Good to good. see you. Great to see you guys. I mean, it's over video conference. It feels like we're doing a Zoom call, but we're, I mean, we're almost doing a Zoom call, but it's okay. I'll be back in the box uh, this weekend. It'll be good. And Jess, how you doing? I'm good. Good. Thank you. Good, good, good. All the, the kids are doing good. I see they're getting out <clears throat> and about. They're out and about trick-or-treating. That's uh, that's good. Yeah. It was a good time. Nice. Nice. Fun. Very good. Well, uh, okay, friends. Um, let's quickly recap um, last week's, this week's training. So last time I was in the gym, uh, there was a longer... I guess it wasn't too long of a domain and workout. It was about 20 minutes uh, with the box step overs and then hand release push-ups, which we experienced a little bit of that in Murph, right? Flashback. Um, and then uh, box jump overs and then some pull-ups. So that was one of the workouts that I came in and did uh, with Jesse one night. Um that was fantastic. But uh, Andy, do you remember that workout? Can you can you can you shine a little light on how you did that workout? I, I feel like we did that workout very similar. I did a 35 pound dumbbell and mm -hmm. I kept the box at a 20. I kept the box at a 20 inch height for myself. So did I. For myself, that was that's fun. a pretty low box, but it was a fun workout. It was fun because with Absolutely. the lighter weight, you could keep moving, which was what exactly I wanted to do. And I like to elevate my feet for the hand release push-ups to <clears throat> make it a little bit more strict, keeping the yeah, thighs and you're an hips off the floor. No. Nah. How many pull-ups was it? I don't remember. Was 50, it 30? I think it was 50 at the end. It was 50? Yeah, yeah I was, was trying to remember what my sets were. Mm -hmm. That was I, I, I had fun with that workout for sure. That workout was great. Jess, um, on that day, I mean, I don't know if you liked anything else, but on that day you were deadlifting. So uh, that, that was pretty Yeah, I neat. did the deadlift workout. And it was, it was fun. I deadlifts are my favorite. So, um, you know, it helps. I'm super short, so I don't really have to lift the barbell all that far. Your levers. Um, <laughs> Your levers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but it was fun. It was fun to sit and watch Casey. Like I got to work out, like I got to lift a barbell a few times every minutes and Casey was just over there grinding through some, through some box over box jumps and some, some double unders. I had a nice, uh, Oh yeah. I forgot about the double. I had a nice heart attack that I thought I had left my rope here in bend and it ended up being in the, in the upper hidden behind some stuff in the locker. And I was like, yes, I have my rope. Because everyone knows you got to have your rope. And as a CrossFitter, now that we've been doing this for an extended period of time, you got to have your special equipment. Um, Absolutely. I don't know. That's just me. But has there been anything uh, this week in the first week in November that uh, that you guys have liked? I saw there was a, a workout with a lot of burpees. Um, how was that one? That was another fun one. And Andy, it, go ahead. It was rough. It was rough in the beginning. Doing those twenty burpee muscle up ring muscle ups. I took I think we have a video five of minutes. That. That's a lot of yeah. volume. That's a whole yeah. lot of volume. Like, I mean it feels like a lot of volume and then you're like, okay, that's twenty reps. What then you, then you go to the forty more, right? Yeah, the forty burpee pull ups and then the sixty burpees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So uh I guess let's talk burpee pull up real fast. How do you do um here oh here's some pull ups by the by the team. How do you do um your burpee pull-ups right are you going up to the rig doing a burpee and then doing almost like a jumping pull-up or are you kipping to straight arm and then doing a little bit of a pull-up so it kind of depends on what i feel like that day i've done both variations yeah um and it depends on the height of the bar like for this one specifically i i got underneath a bar where it was maybe six inches above you know when i fingertip and yeah. so I had to burpee and I had to actually jump up to the bar. So I just used that momentum and just continued that jump into the pull-up. So yeah, you kind of caught it. At they got, they got more tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I'm on a shorter bar, I'll usually just grab the bar and, and do an actual kipping pull-up every time. Yes. 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 So it depends on the workout. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, same as me. Um, I, uh, in my classes, I tell the folks to, if you're if you need to do a jumping pull-up just getting a bar low enough that you can do a jumping pull-up on if not you can kind of catch yourself at a slightly bent arm and just give a nice pull and you know you're, you're getting <clears> the same <throat> pulling motion out of it anyways and uh speaking of gymnastics we'll talk about that a little bit later today so we'll kind of roll right into that gymnastics one of the as i said a little bit earlier the foundational building blocks of crossfit so we have at the very base of the pyramid, right? If you think in the food pyramid, um, we have nutrition, which we talk about a lot in the gym. And uh, that is very, very important. And then step number two, uh, even though a lot of people would like to think it's bench press, deadlifts, and squatting, it's not. It's cardiovascular endurance, um, metabolic conditioning if you want to say it correctly, right? It's being able to move for longer periods of time uh, and controlling your heart rate and just being fit in that way. And then the third step is gymnastics. Thank you, Dan. Producer Dan, shout out. He's throwing it up on the screen here. Nutrition, metabolic conditioning, gymnastics. Then there's your weightlifting. And at the top, it's, uh, it's a combination of everything of sport. So, um, there's that 
gymnastics though is what we're going to talk about and why it's more important than uh really at times squatting and being able to deadlift 500 pounds off the ground so do you know what's uh, interesting about looking at this visual it, it just hit me um gymnastics you know is is a lot about core and looking at this visual as if it's a person what's at the core the gymnastics right in the middle there i like Like, that yeah everything right is about the core i think we spoke about that last time uh we were talking in the pressing right the core to extremity right being able to have a tight core to transition that power (laughs) you're generating with your feet all the way to the shoulders and hands so because if you have a weak core that power from your feet isn't getting to your shoulders so um yep here we are gymnastics in the middle uh, very much a foundational, uh, I don't even want to say movement because it's of many, many movements, but it's a, it's a foundational building block to being successful. Movements. Yeah. Of, of all movements. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jess, I'm gonna throw it over to you. Let's talk all a little right, bit so, about gymnastics. Um, I really love to relate it to like little kids. So babies, you, they sit before they stand, they crawl before they walk, and then you walk before you run. Because you have to learn how to move those, like those crossbody patterns and um, create momentum with your body and balance, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing translate to adults or anybody moving their body, right? Gymnastics is being aware of your body in space and how it moves, but also how you, your body moves to produce force and power to -hmm. those things around it. So you can't like move a barbell if you don't, if you're not aware how your body moves, right? Gymnastics is, it's the same thing. You know, weightlifting is gymnastics with a barbell. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Squatting is the same thing. Like if you don't know where your hips are located in your squat, what your feet are doing, what your upper body is doing, you don't know. We need to work on a squat without a barbell before we can throw in a barbell in there. Mm -hmm. So, well, exactly. If, if you're right, if you're not, if you don't know what your torso is doing in your squat, right. The barbell then Mm -hmm. deviates from the middle of your foot. Right. If you don't mm-hmm. know where your position, your hips are going, if you don't have a proper uh, trunk strength and know what your core is doing, you know, you could be overextending yeah. and sending your body into a weird position, which puts you in a, at a point for um, injury way faster than understanding what your body is mm-hmm. doing and keeping your body tight. Gymnastics is all about fine tuning those little technique points when it comes to weightlifting. <clears throat> you know, how, how mm-hmm. it translates over to weightlifting, everything you guys are mentioning. There, there's just little, you know, little tips that you can pull from gymnastics to fine tune your weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the better we are at moving our body, the better we are at moving objects, whether it's a barbell or a sandbag or a sled or furniture or our groceries or anything that's in our daily life. Gymnastics is the core like the pyramid to everything Mm -hmm. exactly 
Exactly. And so, um, Andy, let's build on that a little bit as you're saying uh, technique wise, right? Being able to understand technique wise using gymnastics for weightlifting. So gymnastics coming from a, uh, when you're thinking about it, full body strength. And as Jesse said, full body control, right? Understanding what your body is doing in space, right? And as a, this is kind of going to go down the weightlifting path for just a quick second. But right. When we're talking about, say, let's, we're talking about the snatch, right? Where we need flexibility, which comes from gymnastics and we need accuracy, which is understanding where the bot, where the barbell is in comparison to the body, uh, in meeting your hips with that barbell in an upright chest. So understanding, uh, using gymnastics and the accuracy portion of body and space to best snatch, how are you thinking about using your body to successfully execute a lift just that much better, right? Like let's talk about like a little bit body tension throughout the lift. And then uh, we can talk about a little bit technique as well, how it helps technique. Well, I mean, with all of your olympic lifting you know starting from the floor um it's all about you know engaging engaging your lats um you know your your shoulders positioning um you know feeling that tension in your backside in your hamstrings uh all of that stuff and for me personally um with when it comes to gymnastics being able to focus on that stuff without having something in your hands whether it's doing just a hollow body rock, um, then when you do get on maybe a pull-up bar and you're doing a hollow hole from a pull-up bar, I mean, just as Jesse mentioned, it's all about connecting your mind to your body, knowing where your where the power comes from, you know, because mm-hmm. um, when you make when you pull that weight <clears throat> off the floor, you have to fully understand that the power is going to come from how how you transition in your hips you know, mm-hmm. um, getting that full pocket up to your hips, uh, yep. you know, not trying to just use your scrawny arms compared to what right. your, your big muscles are in your legs, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's so much to it. I <laughs> talk a lot about that, but right. that's we kind of the basis of how I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also, uh, same way, I mean, what you said, very relatable, right? Like you think, um, athletes that are listening, right. When, when a coach is telling you, you feel that tension in the bottom, you know, pulling your lats back and down it, bracing that back, making your back flat, right. Feeling your hips almost wind up getting ready to release the power and then feeling like say in a snatch, right. Your hamstrings are starting to lengthen, stretch out, build power before the lift even starts that's all coming from being able to control all of that and then in unison be able to control that control the bar through space so um i I believe a lot of athletes will be able to relate to that just because you know a lot of our coaches say that over and over again because that's what uh you know we're looking for in athletes but uh so jess on i know we spoke about this a little bit um, uh, last week when we were meeting about this, uh, but let's talk a little bit about, uh, as you said a little bit earlier, 
kids, right? They are really athletic specimens when it comes down to it, right? We kind of talked about this in the squad episode. It's very impressive to see a kid um, just kind of walk up to something, squat down and just kind of sit down and hang out in it. And they Mm -hmm. have a pretty good understanding of their body and space until they really don't, right? Like when a kid bumps into something, they're learning, right? And it's fun to see Mm -hmm. that process of learning. Um, But I know we spoke about a little bit of... Uh, you had a couple of metrics for kids in sports oh, yeah. so, and how um, long people do that. So let's talk about that for a second and how that yeah, relates so was, to athleticism. It was really interesting. I've read different studies. Um, so kids, all kids have different like crawling patterns, right? Um, you know, our traditional like left, right, alternating hands and legs. Um, some kids don't crawl that way. Some kids scoot. My niece sat up and would use her hands to lift up her lower body and she scooted Hmm. um she is now an amazing athlete but usually when you're really little learning how to crawl so like under a year your brain is just learning how to create that muscle memory right and that was like cross crawl patterns kids that don't crawl in a traditional way have a harder time with balance So it's harder for them to learn Mm -hmm. handstands or cartwheels that moving further as kids age, if kids don't play sports, they have a harder time with this learning, like lifting a body, having spatial awareness about their body, like, or learning how to create momentum or force as you age. Right. Mm -hmm. So then even if you start sports, as a teenager and you learn how to be aware of how your body moves and create momentum, whether you are running track or playing basketball or softball or soccer or baseball or whatever your sport is of choice, right? Wrestling. It doesn't matter. You, that's what you learn, right? Like that's the key thing. You have to learn how to move your body quickly and with power. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's incredible like as you age you either you get to a point where if you haven't learned those patterns your body can't learn them anymore and so it makes it really difficult so they talked about in in this uh podcast that i was listening to uh, with track athletes saying that it's you know all track athletes whether you are you know, a pole vaulter or long jumper or sprinter or hurdler, anything, they all are really good at knowing where their body is and how their body moves and creating force. Unless you're a distance runner, because distance is all about keeping really still. And you can relate to this, Casey, because you were mm-hmm. at college. I did a little bit of hurdlers. You did a, a little, little bit of running, little right? Slight, slight running and throwing things when I was right? growing up. right. But distance athletes are still in their movements, you know, like their upper body doesn't Mm -hmm. really move that much and they hinge those hip, you know, hinge with their, just with their, you know, below their femurs and start moving. So those are the athletes that have a hard time learning how to create momentum. And most definitely you can see that with, uh, yeah, with, with distance runners and, and as you kind of get, uh, you get them right into 
the, it was funny because I'd always have distance runner friends, right? And they would come into mm-hmm. the gym and we'd be doing pull-ups. And, you know, you can tell the ones that did sports outside of running, right? Because mm-hmm. they moved better. And it's not just yeah. because they're better athletes, <clears throat> it's because they've learned to move their body better. And that's a very essential thing to, uh, yep, being able to locate your body in space, hanging from a barbell or hanging from mm-hmm. a bar managing a barbell, squatting, catching things such as like a wall ball, right? It's very interesting to see how uh, a person that trains with slow twitch muscle versus a hurdler like myself or a sprinter or a thrower that really has, especially a thrower, right? Where they spend their time within four seconds, if that, of power distribution through their body. I mean, it was amazing to watch some of my friends in college that threw the hammer and right. They're throwing this, uh, I want to say it's 16 pound bell at the end of a wire with a handle on it. And they're not small humans, but they're moving more graceful than I ever really could. Right. And I'm a hurdler. Right. So I could, yeah. I'm flying through the air at speed and these guys are twisting and they have beautiful footwork and they know, Hey, mm-hmm. like they can spot with their head and know exactly where their hands are and the exact point to release this hammer for it to go as straight as possible, as far as possible to get the most distance out of it. And yeah. You can see if, if a distance runner even tried to do that, which I saw a couple of them try to spin with this. I was like, it was great to watch because, I mean, funny for them, funny for us. They're just realizing, you know, it's a completely different thing. And it takes years yeah. to get to that point and to learn. And you got to have a good basis leading into it. So this is also not to downplay distance runners because running – for a long period of time oh. is a really impressive feat. Well, that's why metabolic conditioning is right below gymnastics. Yeah. It's it's, the, it's a stepping stone to get to where yes. everybody else is. Yeah, it's very Casey, critical. Casey, have you ever, everything. yeah, have you coached Anita before at the gym? And uh, do you know who Anita is? Yes, yeah. Andy, do you yep, know who yep, Anita yep. is? So Anita does I'm terrible the, with names. Is it called, I don't remember now, I forgot, Scottish? The games? Scottish games. Okay, I know who I'm talking about, right? Her, she is incredible at moving a barbell and creating momentum because a barbell is not a big deal. It's 35 pounds. She mm-hmm. throws telephone poles, right? Like the ability that she has to balance this giant pole in the palm of her hands and then toss it and you want it to go in a straight line, end over end. Like mm-hmm. her clean is so smooth from the ground and she creates momentum at the exact right time. Hips fully extended, arms bent. Like it's incredible to watch how quick she can extend and create momentum. But mm-hmm. it's because she does it outside of the gym in her Frequently. hobby that she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's super impressive. Yeah. So yeah. that's my little shout out. Like she's 
She's awesome to watch. Yeah, well, yeah, she's great. The, some of the videos that uh, were up a while ago were fantastic. It was great to see her do that. Right. Um, I had something to add to that, but I don't remember what it was. So just move along. Move we'll along. circle back. We'll circle back. Yeah. So Andy, uh, gymnastics as a function of CrossFit, right? It's very important. Like you said, it builds into multiple avenues, but let's just talk about the gymnastics of CrossFit, right? So um, maybe let's go to the pull-up. Let's talk about uh, hanging from a barbell, hollow body position, and uh, what we're doing with our back, our core, and controlling our movement, right? So uh, when you're looking at a hollow body position here, what we have on the screen, what do you what are you thinking about, right? As you're doing, uh, let's just say, just doing a pull up right now, and then we can evolve to muscle ups if we, if we want to go down that route. Before we go into that, let's just mention. For those people that don't know or are new, that a gymnastics movement is any movement where body weight is the goal. Yes. So I think people, when you say gymnastics movements, they are expecting like back handsprings and crazy moves on the bar, but it's That's anything pro that's gymnastics. your body weight. So this is yeah. a push-up is gymnastics movement. Yep. Push-ups yeah. are gymnastics. This is regular person gymnastics. So, okay, go on, Andy. Oh, I just looking at this picture, um, imagining myself being in the same position. It's all about engaging the lats and the core um, and that core, you know, extremity extending down through the feet, you know, keeping the feet together tight um, and, you know, not just letting your shoulders go, but engaging your shoulders down back into your scaps, back tight into your lats. Just mm -hmm. that that's the way that I imagine it. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. And then here you're building, uh, pressures building throughout the arms. Your hands are fully gripped on the bar. Um, whether you're a uh, uh, thumb wrapper or over like myself, a suicide grip on the bar, though not as great for gymnastics. I'm still working on it. Um, but Let's kind of start there and talk a little bit about grip strength leading into and how to build that. Because that's one of the a pretty, pretty critical foundation for uh, gymnastics movements on uh, the rig and then as well as on, say, rings and then goes into conditioning with the barbell as well. So um, what do you think, I guess, is a good time frame for a human of athletic ability and crossfit to hang from a bar just uh you know just a, a dead hang let's talk about dead hang where dead hang let me define is uh biceps shoulders kind of up to the ears relaxed back kind of you're just hanging there and all you're going to do is hold by your hands um duration jesse go so one of the workouts that I always think about with the dead hang was Andy was in my class. Um, it was like a accumulate six minutes of a dead every hang. Every time you drop, you run. Yeah, every, every time, time you drop, you run. run. And it's really people think, oh, I gotta grip the bar tighter or 
when really you need to, like Andy said, like engage your back and not let your hands do everything, but really relax into that position. And it's a great workout on its own, hanging there, full body workout. Um, Mason for note always wants you guys to do that workout again, because he wants to see if he can outhang everybody in the class. So well, you need to put him up against loot. Cause yeah, loot is the man. It was, it was so impressive. Talk that, about hey, that older man strength. I'm not calling right? him old. I'm just saying older man strength, <laughs> older man strength, season. I like strength. season <clears throat> strength. Yes. Yes. I like that. Um, but people always say, oh, my hands hurt. So, like getting used to it. Like when they first start, um, Amanda was just mentioning her hands today and how sore they are from all the burpee pull-ups yesterday. But it's something that you, it, I think it takes time to get used mm -hmm. to how you're going to grip the bar and get into a comfortable position. But also just being comfortable hanging from your hands is really <sighs> scary, but it's okay. Yeah, it's important too most yeah. definitely because you got to be able to hang and then you got to be able to um as we're saying contract the scaps back and down right you get the not so much a, a chest proud where you're overextending in your t-spine mm -hmm. right your middle back you're not trying to overextend here you're trying to keep core tight and then shoulders are coming back <clears> and down <throat> to give yourself a good uh starting point to a pulling motion Right. Mm -hmm. And whether that be hand over or hand under grip, like a chin up, um, it's very, very important to build into for those of you that are possibly looking to do a pull up or multiple pull ups. Right. This is something mm -hmm. that you have to do to build strength in your hands, your lats, your shoulders to continue to protect yourself, um, your joints, your shoulder joint, your elbow joint. And um you can actually if if you try to do pull-ups prior to your joints being ready for them it could cause some sort of i don't want to say injury but uh itises tendonitises right in your shoulder in your elbow right you could find yourself um i know this is something i will say myself if i do a high volume pull-up workout and i'm not watching over myself um, Murph, <clears throat> Murph, uh, if I'm not watching over myself, I can get carried away and start to aggravate my rotator cuff in my shoulder or my elbows because that's just what happens with high volume and you're not paying attention. And I'm not paying attention because I'm not holding a strong, uh, you know, position on the bar. So let's kind of talk yeah. about a little bit, uh, Andy, what do you see as far as building blocks leading into doing a pull-up or multiple pull-ups, right? Like what, what are you thinking about as far as this is the strength I need for that? Well, we kind of discussed it before we started this show and, and I completely agree that I, I, I've actually trained my athletes in the past this way that I encourage them to not even attempt kipping pull-ups until they have a strict muscle up or a strict pull up down. You know, it depends on the person. Um, I, I incur, I honestly would tell people I want to see at least five, six, seven strict pull ups before you even start attempting kipping pull ups. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, because <clears throat> that just proves to me and, and, it, and it shows me that you understand body control and you also have the strength to be able to complete a kipping pull-up correctly mm-hmm. because it still takes strength, but more importantly, it takes body control when it comes to mm-hmm. kipping pull-ups. Yep, most definitely. And then I'll say uh, body control as well in the in a very important position of the pull-up is the bottom, right? So if you're showing, if you're doing multiple strict pull-ups, right, that means you have the strength to control the down, whether it be a negative or just a regular speed down. But when you hit the bottom, you don't entirely bottom out where you're thinking the shoulder comes way out. And it's the very vulnerable part for most joints, right, is the farthest part away from your standard, you know, this, your safe position, right? Just sitting here, your, your shoulder joints in a good position where um, your, your, your arm is in the socket and it's okay. But when your arm is up overhead, that's the most extended the joint's going to be. And that's the most vulnerable, vulnerable point the joint's going to be. And if you don't have the muscle to surround that and keep that healthy, then you're just going to end up hurting yourself quicker than gaining that strength building up to a strict pull-up or multiple strict pull-ups and then building to kipping pull-ups. So I think that even goes back to before people can do a strict pull-up is you start with that basis, basic of a jumping pull-up or a deficit and jumping up and pulling and slowly lowering yourself down. Mm -hmm. And that last little bit is the first part to go when you reach fatigue And so I feel like as as a coach for myself, and I've heard other coaches say this, like, make sure you're not catching yourself with your shoulders. Make sure you're catching yourself with your feet on your box, Mm -hmm. not dropping into those shoulders. Like, is it one of the scariest things as a box owner and as a coach is when there are muscle ups in the open because Mm -hmm. the hype is there there's a crowd, it's exciting. And everyone who does not have a muscle up of either kind is going to try one. And it's a terrifying moment. (laughs) Lots of shoulder injuries and I do not love it. Yes. It's very true. Very true. Cause it's something you got to build up to most definitely. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't just go from like, Oh, I have 10 kipping pull-ups to right you know, let me just try to throw myself over a bar or up in the rings, right? It's, I do that uh, transition when we work on it as, a, as post-work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is something very, very important. And, and I'll say out to the athletes listening, if you guys have questions about uh, pull-ups or needs or want something to do to work towards them, right? Mm-hmm. Try to go up on the bar, use a box, find a good top position and hold it there, right? Hold it there for 10, 15 seconds and just see how long you can just hold that because that's going to really teach your body to start using those big, big lat muscles and not just like your shoulders trying to pull yourself up or your arms, right? You're using and engaging those lats and pulling your shoulders (laughs) back and down. And it's a great way to Yes, Dan, thank you. This is the top of the pull-up. And what you're trying to see here is using those lat muscles and pulling those elbows to the back pockets and not keeping them out in front of you. It'll take the strain off of the elbows a little bit. 
and really start to engage the back, the lats, the shoulder, the the low part of the shoulders into the scaps instead of the top part of the shoulder and the chest almost to pull yourself up. So very important there. Uh, I think that, oh, go ahead. Pull up. No, you're good. Go ahead. Um, you know, when you walk into the box, like you see pull-ups often, or you see as you're, you know, you've been there a while, you see muscle-ups and those are kind of big goal movements that people have. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage people that like better practice is more important than more practice right? Like show up for yep. the warm up because we're going to focus on warming up the, like we're going to focus on specific things for the workout, stay for the post work, right? When you have mm -hmm. specific programming and coaching for those things, like that's, what's going to help you not coming in late, leaving early and then saying, Oh, I'm going to add in, I'm going to not do the warm up that's specific for this workout, but I'm going to do some extra whatever, like curls, mm -hmm. or I'm going to go for an extra run because that's going to help me get, because I think that's what I need, right? Exactly. Like, if you have specific goals, like show up for yourself, even if it's 1% every day, like that's a little bit extra that you're going to get there and it's better than nothing. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, let's, uh, I do want to touch a little bit on this. Let's uh, kind of move and transition. We're going to go the other way, right? Hands are still above the head, but now the body's inverted, right? Let's talk about the handstand, the handstand push up a little bit. Let's talk about getting upside down and getting comfortable <laughs> with getting upside down, right? And how important that is as a, uh, as a human and an athlete, right? Now let's, uh, identifying your body in space, flipping upside down, it changes absolutely everything. everything. So a lot of people panic to go upside down, but there's a lot of good ways to do it. And we like mm -hmm. as coaches to see people get upside down, right? Z press is great for strength, but man, I want to see you get upside down and really start to know where mm -hmm. your body is. Um, so Jess, I think, I think we also actually also talked about this where, you know, I'm upside down and I'm okay. Right. Okay. Cause that's a, a yeah. very, very important <clears throat> thing for a human body to do is to get upside down. Yeah. Right. So, um, let's talk about that a little bit. You guys got, uh, got anything, got anything, got anything. <laughs> I can go. <laughs> go, so, Jess, go ahead, go. Jess. Jesse was listening to a podcast. <laughs> I sound like Kevin when I say that now. Um, <laughs> and it was about this group of Navy SEALs and how half of them, you know, one of them was a gymnast. The other, like one of the men was a gymnast and one was big into weightlifting. So they both kind of got together and CrossFit was like the perfect marriage for their, so they had their little group of half of this Navy SEAL group. I don't know correct words. I'm sorry. Andy. but like Squad half maybe. of them did CrossFit. <clears throat> the other half of them did whatever they did for fitness. And one of their tests was, which sounds crazy to me. Like this does not seem like a normal thing that you should be tested on, but I'm, it's great that they are. They were put in a helicopter, like a non-working helicopter. A shell of it. Yeah. Right. Dropped into the ocean, buckled in and upside down 
And their task was to get out and save themselves, right? And the people, you know, the group of gymnasts and weightlifters and CrossFitters, they really worked on going upside down a lot because it's the best way to know, you know, it's like the ultimate way to know how your where your body is in space because it's not normal, right? To be upside down. Um, and those people that had done CrossFit and had regularly gone upside down into a handstand or even a headstand were faster at getting out than those that hadn't by far. And that was a really interesting, like just really put into perspective how important it is. Like, I don't care. It's not great. Like how much it's, doesn't matter how many handstand pushups you can do or, but the fact that you can get comfortable kicking up into a handstand or even rolling up into a headstand is going to make you, it goes back to that like 1% better every single day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it, and it really transitions to <clears throat> being able to support yourself with your shoulders too. And understanding, you know, where your feet are, right? If you kick up into a handstand and your feet are kind of all over the place, right? Being able to get up on the wall. I know we experience this in the open here. Um, wall walks, you can play this, Dan. Um, you know, getting your feet up the wall and being able to locate and finding yourself up against the wall. And this is just another way of utilizing gymnastics to help with a pressing movement, a body control movement, uh, push-ups, really everything um, you have. But being able to control and be able to keep your midline stiff uh, upside down is will help you with overhead position and help you with pull-ups as well or any any sort of variation of a pulling movement. Um, equally as important to go upside down as it is to you know, put something up over your head or pull yourself up to a bar. So, uh, friends keep working on that, but I just wanted to hit on that real fast. Uh, not that we're going to forget going upside down, but, uh, and I know that story. I'd, uh, I just wanted Jesse to tell that story because I thought it was pretty amazing how, um, you know, if you train it and train it and train it, um, it does pay off, right. It can help out in real life and, and you can, uh, you know, maybe you, you know, flip upside down or something, you can able to find your, find your way out of it or, um, you know, God forbid that happens, but, uh, something like that. Uh, Dan, play that video of Andy. Cause I want him to talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about going upside If down. you're just listening to the pod, you need to get on YouTube and watch this video. Yeah. Watch this video of Andy. So Andy, what's this called? Walk us through it. I saw, I don't know, a games athlete or something, someone do it, called it zombie press, you know, because zombies are dead and they're lying on the floor. And so you go from lying on the floor into a handstand. I gave it a go. It took a little bit of practice to get to that point. This is about, this is over three years ago in Arizona, CrossFit Factotum. Kim and Jason, shout out. Nice. Nice. Man, some good positioning, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I have tried it since and I have I need to practice more on my static hold. 
I can still get up well. there, but I, yeah. Peep the wrist wraps, everybody. If you're watching, and then the next time you see Andy in the gym, I made a comment on that earlier before we started recording. But same wrist wraps, same wrist wraps from a couple of years ago. Oh, Casey, man. how often do you get new wrist wraps? I don't use wrist wraps, so oh. yet. So, but I mean, I rotate my sweatbands that you see me with. So there's that. Sweat. I guess, but just because I sweat <clears throat> a lot. <laughs> but Andy, that's very yeah. impressive, man. That's uh. Uh, that takes a lot of strength, and I can't even imagine. This is current. This was today. <laughs> this was today. Andy's doing it today. I had to. I hadn't done it since that video. Oh, whoa! Kevin there's the same wrist. Called wraps. me out. I think you got the same wrist straps on, dude. I think I might. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, like I said, I need to practice on my handstand holds. Hey, man! But you got up there. It's more than I would be able to do right now, tell you the truth. <laughs> I'll have to try it next time I'm in the gym. Gymnastics have always been what I've loved the most in in CrossFit. And I didn't grow up in doing gymnastics. I just I've been handstand walking since I can remember. I think it was five or six when I was handstand walking. Oh man. But like other than that, gymnastics wasn't in my everyday life it was all other sports yeah but utilizing that right training almost training without training right just sure doing everyday stuff um you know playing those sports keeping your body found in space um but uh i guess let's go around the horn <clears throat> and talk about our favorite uh favorite gymnastics move <laughs> Oh, yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go first, but I'll let Andy go first. Go. Oh, muscle up. Which one? I prefer the bar. I was going to say it's bar. It's got to be I, I can do both, but the bar is easier and it's easy, definitely easier on shoulders. Yeah. For me. Yes. I agree with that. Jesse, what about your favorite gymnastics movement? My favorite movement to do are handstand push-ups. My favorite to coach are pull-ups. Nice. nice. I really love working like one-on-one -on -one with an athlete, giving them a progression to work on for a week. Do this, come in early, stay late, do these movements every day. Mm -hmm. Let's see where you're at next week. And I'll see them throughout the week as I'm at the gym coaching with them. And we have specific skills for them to do when there's pull-ups in a workout. Um, and I, I love that to be able nice. to see someone putting in the work. Um, and it's, you know, people, if you want those, if you have specific goals in the gym, like go after them, talk mm -hmm. to a coach, know what you need to do. And, Get Let's some. get it done. Nice. Nice. Uh, and then I will take a little bit of portion of Andy's, but I'm going to go the ring dip is my favorite. What? Yeah. Ring What did you think I was going to say? Well, I feel like ring dip because you get a little bit of the chest in there. Oh, and absolutely. Then, and then you get well, yeah. a lot of bit of the chest in there. But I feel like it helps strengthen my shoulders and man, I love a good 
like JT man. Ooh. Uh, one of my favorite workouts, but it's just like pump city after that workout. So that whole workout JT, if you guys don't know, uh, was it handstand push up, handstand push up, push up ring dip, I think. Right. Something like that. 21, 15, nine, maybe less than that. But, um, my favorite, one of my favorite workouts, just get like a quick pump session because that's all it is. It's like by the time you get through the round of 15, you're like, I can't like, you got T-Rex arms and you're like, what it, what do I do now? Like with my T-Rex arms, I still got a round of nine to go. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the ring dip. Uh, I was going to say handstand push-up, but I don't control my down. So I like my neck always hurts after I do handstand push-ups, like at high volume. Like if I do more than 40, so any 21, 15, nine workout, uh, it, it just doesn't feel good. So um, the ring dip. There I love I love ring dips. They're great. Um, um yeah but what did you what andy what did you think i was gonna say i i thought you were gonna go with a muscle up i, do I did too <laughs> I do, bar muscle ups are bar muscle ups are really high up there but a ring dip i can do regardless of the time of day or how i'm feeling so i go with, I'm, that's what that was my main decision point there was like oh I can do ring. Oh, I have to bar. say toes to bar too. Toes to bar oh, right there. Man, with... Toes to bar. Really? Yeah. Watching Andy do toes to bar. Is, pretty. Um, it, they're so pretty. <laughs> like. It took a long time to learn them. It's really nice. Um, Going off of that, like ring muscle up, we can all agree, is one of the hardest gymnastic skills in the gym, right? Ring muscle mm-hmm. up. When I was listening to the podcast with a gymnast. Um, it was like, just so like everyone knows, like the ring muscle up is zero points for act, like gymnasts in the sport. He's like, that, that relates to you going and getting the barbell off the rack and taking it over to where you're working out. Like that's how we start our routine is by doing a muscle up. So I was like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like that shows you it's a so challenging to do but it's nothing like he's like you know kids are doing those at eight. Oh yeah like, oh yeah <laughs> that was mind-blowing to me <laughs> oh man i felt Continu- very very small in there's my always skills. yeah right there's always someone better than you that's always what it is i always mm-hmm. i remember i uh, that i got reminded of that when i was in college and that kind of helped me cope with things a little bit better but <laughs> there's always someone better than you but on that we'll wrap up talking about gymnastics here um i think that was that was very good guys uh but uh let's transition into closing a little bit um what we what we're celebrating what we're looking forward to um i have something unrelated to uh my van this week so we can talk about that for a second uh but I always had to give a shout out to the van. What? Um, but uh, Jess, Jess, what do you have that you're celebrating this week? So I am um, not so much celebrating, but excited for um, one of our good friend co- friends contacted us and asked if we would be a drop-off site for a menstrual hygiene drive. Um, there are seven Title I schools in our area, which means that a big portion of the population of students there 
live close to or under the poverty line. Um, and periods are hard enough on their own. I'm talking to two guys. I love this. Um, <laughs> you both know. I can believe periods it. Periods are hard enough oh, on their own. I know. But <laughs> when you can't afford hygiene products, it makes it much harder. Like so um, until November 10th, RC Fit is a drop-off location for pads, tampons, any size, package size, anything. Bring them in. Um, and a bunch of Weber State students who are organizing this are putting them in um, discrete little bags and handing them out to um, students or the schools, those seven Title I schools, to hand out to kids who need them. Nice. So Very good. I'm excited about it because I feel like any time that we can help give back to the community um, is a good thing. So yes, we're bringing all the things. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Segway that very one. Good. Segway that one. All <laughs> right. Don't uh, try. I'm not going to. <laughs> I was going to, and then I'm not going to. Andy, what are you celebrating of this week? Uh, yeah, not really celebration, just uh, enjoying life right now. I've, I've shared with some people that my son Zion moved back in with us about a month ago uh, just to get his feet underneath, to get you know settled in his job before he gets an apartment. And so the family's back together. It's a full house. Nice. But just like tonight, just going out for dinner, uh, just the four of us, it was just we haven't been in the same house in over three years. So it's just it's just. It feels nice to have the family back together. I'm enjoying nice. it. Very That's good. awesome. Where That's did you fantastic. go to dinner? Important question. Oh, Burley Burger. Oh, oh it's I a good have heard great things about that place. I have you haven't gone yet? 12th there. No. 12th, yeah. Get the Swanson with the egg on it. It's amazing. <laughs> Is that Ron Swanson? That's after Park Ron Swanson, yeah. He's the oh, greatest actor. It's good. Go you check it out. Watch, okay. Yeah, you need to watch Parks and Rec. Right. It's like, it's I'll something you can put on in the background. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Oh, fantastic. Casey, what are you excited uh, about besides well, coming back to town? Yeah, I mean, I'm coming back to town, which would be neat. Uh, I am. It's related to winter, but not so much. But the right, the season's changing. But when the season changes, it's always really cool. I'm a fan of surfing from like a distance. Cause I've never surfed before. I want to learn, but right now, right. All the storms that come in bring really big waves out by Hawaii and California and stuff like that. So the surf is going crazy. So there's cool videos on the internet of people surfing and that's what I'm really excited about. So it's very unrelated to anything very important at all, but uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. There's a couple of videos today that made me smile. So um, of dudes just hitting just massive waves and it's, it blows my mind because I body surfed for like half a second in Florida on like four foot waves. And I was like, I don't know how people do this. Like it's crazy. It's pretty cool though. So one day eventually I'll learn how to surf, but, or attempt it, I guess. I don't know. I Hopefully. took lessons for a day and it was rough. It looks, it looks friggin' rough, but I want to try it. So it'll be all right. But that's what I'm celebrating this fun, uh, fun stuff on the internet. Other people having fun. So it's good to see, but, uh, yeah. And I mean, snow's coming. So there's that, uh, <laughs> yes. I just got to put that in there. 
Um, but very good. And on that, friends, appreciate you listening. Uh, if you guys have any further questions, hit us up, uh, whether it be in the comments or questions in person, whatever you want to do um, with that, let us know. Uh, share this with your friends, family, acquaintances. Hand them out like it's a mixtape. Just get people's numbers. Share this pod everywhere. Um, <laughs> like us. Give us a five-star rating. <clears throat> and uh, like always, stay healthy, my friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>